5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Alright, so as we continue down this path of the dysfunctional family tree, we start to see that there are some families that sometimes they don't like to be able to put out in front of everybody how messed up things are. So what do they do? We, we like to bury it. We like to hide it. We like to make sure that nobody knows how dysfunctional our family is. And so what do we do? We kind of bury it. We want, we want no one to know about it. And then there are some other families who are also like, yeah, like, I mean, there there are certain things that you just can't bury. And so we're just going to put it out there. Now, God's family never should have tried to bury any of these, uh, these people who, who are in God's history, God's story, God's family. And this family tree is important to understand all the wonderful branches, all the leaves that have been on it. And I believe that God agrees. And so we look at um, today as we kind of were traveling through the story, and yeah, I'm, you know, fast forwarding, and I mean, there there's still like messed up parts that have happened, and but it would be it'd be take it would take us forever in order to stop every time that there was something messed up that occurred um in the bible uh because it it, it would uh it would take a lot of time and so we're getting to the part where the people now they they spent 40 years wandering in the desert god took care of them remember god's faithfulness god's the hero of the story and as we know then if god is the hero of the story um, then he's going to continue to move these people along. And so what do we find next? After this 40 years of wandering, they find themselves now at the brink of being able to go into the promised land again. And Moses, the leader, doesn't get to go. And it's Joshua who is now the leader. And Joshua's like, all right, we need to, once again, let's send some spies into the land and see what's happening, see what's going down, before we make our approach. And that's what they did the last time, right? And it's a similar situation. You know, the, the spies go in there. They see that these are giants. They, they're like, yep, the land is still beautiful. It's got milk and honey and all that good stuff. But these people are huge. They're going to kill us. I don't think that we should try to, uh, you know, try to, you know, try to do this. And so what do they do? And they, they kind of wait. But once again, they're pressing through. They're saying, nope, if God said it, then we need to move forward with it. And this, actually a functional part. But this is where we meet somebody in God's family that I would say a lot of people would try to just bury. We meet Rahab, and she is a prostitute. Now, there's all kinds of like fancy ways you can talk about, you know, the lady of the night, uh, you know, but one where like she's a prostitute, she sells, you know, her body or she's able to survive because she sells her body. And, and that is someone who's in God's family. Oftentimes, in, and especially throughout um, the Bible, these, this would be something a lot of people, a lot of families would want to hide. They're like, we don't really want anybody to know that Sister 
aunt, grandma was a prostitute. Like, it doesn't look good in the family tree. We don't want to hang that leaf out there. And this is what, as Rahab, becomes part of the family. Because she's saying, this. the people here are actually terrified of you already. Like, it seems crazy to be terrified of us. And yet, the people are. And so what are they doing? They're moving along, and they're saying, all right, so if we're going to move in this direction, we're going to need some help. And Rahab helps them. He, she hides the spies when they're coming after them. She makes sure that they get out safely, right? So she's taking care of these people. She just says, hey, can you make sure, can you watch out for me when you guys come in? And they do. Rahab becomes part of the family. She's adopted. She's grafted in. She's brought into the family. And there may be some who are like, yeah, yeah, like, let's not tell everybody about, you know, that part of the family. And yet, here's what God does. And this is the the wonderful faithfulness of God. And what God does is God uses, you know, broken people. God uses people who have a history of lying, cheating, stealing, and or murderers and thieves, and he uses those people, and he says, "I'm going to give you a new story. I, w- I won't. I don't want you to be defined by that." And so, what we find in the New Testament is Rahab comes up because God is not embarrassed of this dysfunctional family tree, and it says right there in the lineage of Jesus, in Jesus's family tree that's put out there, the beginning of Matthew. Rahab is found right in the lineage of Jesus. God's not embarrassed. God's not trying to hide. And it it shouldn't be our intention through this uh, dysfunctional family tree to figure out ways in which we can justify um, the dysfunction that occurs. No, we just recognize that it's there. We don't want to we don't want to ignore it. We don't want to present it to somebody like it's it's flawless, it's seamless. No, I mean there's some messed up stuff already in this history in this family. And what we always see is that God is faithful and God continues to work through the dysfunction, working through the messed up situations, and God saying, I've got a bigger story. And that's what is the wonderful part about the dysfunctional family tree, is that we're taking these pedestals that people get put up on, like Abraham and Moses and Noah, and we only highlight their faith, but we never see their dysfunction. We're knocking down the pedestals because God's the only one who can sit on it. And that's what I want you to be able to see. All right, everybody, we'll be back with more Dysfunctional Family Tree tomorrow. Take care, everybody.